I'm putting him on the spot right here. He did not know I was going to ask this question. <laughs> so we're going to just throw this. Um, what are some ways that the podcast could serve your listenership? Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 126 of the Command of Voice. Today, we're jumping back into our goal-setting episode. So this is going to be part two of goal-setting with Lydia Crouch. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Kamano Voice Podcast, where I interview folks around Kamano Island and beyond. If you want to stay up-to-date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome back to another episode of the Kamano Voice uh, today, we are jumping back into goal setting. So if you missed our last episode, you don't have to go back and listen to it. Um, but if you want to, we go all things goal setting, how to set goals, uh, how to make achievable goals, and some uh, good questions and stuff um, for you for setting goals for 2022. Um, so I thought it was a great episode. It was a lot of fun to record. Um, this is going to be part two of the episode. So the first part of that last week's episode all of last week's episode was just on how to set goals and how do you set yourself up to win with goals. This episode is me and Lydia jumping into our actual goals for 2022. Um, so we each have um, three or four goals that we're going to go over, um, how we plan on achieving those a little bit. And um, yeah, so we're going to dive into all of that stuff and more. Um, again, I think last week's episode was super helpful if you haven't done goal setting or if you just need a reminder on some of that stuff. Um, but again, I'd love to hear from you guys, uh, voice at CaminoCommons.com for any sort of goal settings that you guys might have set for this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, without further ado, I'm going to jump into it. Uh, here's the continuation of goal setting with Lydia Crouch. Awesome. So jumping into kind of goals, um, do you want to start with one? Oh, thank you so much. Put me on the spot. <laughs> I One of my goals this year is we um, have an area of the loft called Young Love, and it's just an area that has brighter colors. It's a happier vibe. It doesn't necessarily mean children, but it does. That is incorporated. A lot of us are kids at heart. And I, I want to pump that up some more and make it more. It was a storage <clears throat> area. It was just a nook. Mm-hmm. And uh, we lit it this year, and people are starting to go in there. But I, I want to do more in there, find more product, um, which one of our last year's goals that plays into this year's goal is last year we had the goal of by January 2022 that we would be completely uh, 100% in the loft, P&W artists and artisans, and we are there. And, um, you know, if we hadn't had the goal, we wouldn't have known how to work toward it. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. I mean, that's great. It was, well, we're super excited about it and the, everybody who comes up is excited about it. And, yeah. um, so my goal is to find artists and artisans who fit that vibe that we have. That's, um, it's, it's a fresher color scheme, a fresher color palette, a fresher, um, style and just to find the artisan artisans for that little corner of the loft and make it really inviting and a fun place to come to. And yeah, that's, that's, that's probably my first goal. And when I hit that, um, with a lot of energy and, you know, cause I, I'm excited about it. Um, I'd love to even see some, 
um, toys and games that are artisan made because people come here for weekends and I just want to pamper people who are here for a very short time. Yeah. Um, and to have something to remember the island by, you know, like playing cards that are have the island on them or, you know, that thing, um, things like that. Cribbage boards, like um, David Bonington has cribbage boards. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody, um, she said, I'd love to see a double cribbage board more, for more than just two people. So, you know, you get these ideas from people and it's like, okay, guys, we can request this. And um, we have... Um, one of the things we had made for us were some soap dishes because they also hold a deck of cards. They're just the right size because you want in your cabin, you want things to look good. You don't yeah. want it just to be junkies and some art around so that the moms feel like they're in their pretty spot. Right. You know, with yeah. And stuff. So, and boxes that can hold dice and just things like puzzles. We have some puzzles coming in the future and coloring books of the island, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I'm excited about that. So, nice. Very cool. Your turn. What's your goal? All right. Um, well, a goal I've been talking about um, to people and, and friends and family and stuff in this next year is um, I really would like to uh, double ice cream sales. Mm. And um, not just from like a, I know from a financial standpoint, that's one aspect of it. But one, I think we, I mean, I think Lopez Island Creamery makes amazing ice cream. I love it their ice incredible. cream. It is incredible. And one of the things I always have loved doing is going in candy shops or ice cream shops when I go on vacations and stuff. And so we are actually in the process of redoing our ice cream area um, to make it really fun. And kind of like you were talking about, like we want the ice cream area to have its own vibe. Like the rest of the marketplace is kind of this like um, barn feel with a French uh, bakery and you know, high end espresso and, mm-hmm. um, you know, retail gifts and stuff like that. But I want the ice cream area to be a part where like when parents enter that part, they can finally go, okay, the kids can kind of do whatever they want back here. Yeah. Like yeah. this is just the ice cream parlor. Like, yeah. um, and that's what I really want the feel back there. So, um, and the dad can stay at the table with the kids while they eat their French fries and the mom can go to the marketplace yeah. right next door and shop without, you know, Waits on her arms for a minute, right. you know. It's just like I'm just going to the bathroom. I'll be back in 15 minutes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I really wanted. I want to see that happen. Um, you know, I was able to talk to different business owners, um, specifically an ice cream owner who lives in a small, has this ice cream shop in like a small town of um, a couple thousand people, I think. And he told me what they do in sales in a year. I'm like, that is so much more than we do, and we live on an island. That is a tourist trip. Like they they were in the like the Midwest or something. Like, wow. Um, where they you know they get heavy snows and stuff. So they open in February, March, and then um, and then they just go through the the summer basically. But um, I was like, man, it, if someone can do it with that those type of circumstances, like we should be able to really do a lot more in ice cream than we do now. Like more people just don't think of us as ice cream, and so um, it's that kind of that top of mind aspect of it too. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely, that's one of my big goals this year. There's, um, that's probably our most concrete goal. So I've actually like started writing math on it and stuff like that. And just like, okay, well, what does that mean? What does each month have to do in order for that goal to be hit? Yeah. Um, so yeah. So kind of, that's kind of our, one of our big goals this year is, is for the ice cream. Well, and I'm excited because I mean, you and I walking here stepped on the new, um, foundation for the new floor yeah we were the first people to walk on it i was super i I don't know i geek out on things like that but i was like we're the first people to walk on it yeah you know so so describe how it's gonna look in 
um, this diner and kind of vibe. And yeah, so we're we're what we're trying to do is try and create like a an if you think of like the nifty fifties diners. Mm. Um, now, if you look think of those, you're gonna think black and white tile floor with like usually red or they'll do that turquoise and pink mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. booth seats. And then they'll have like turquoise and pink throughout the wall and neon colors. Yeah. So we're not going to go quite all the way there because we are on an island and we're right. not in like a little small town. We're Kameno. So we're going to make it Kameno feely to that. Cool. Um, so we're still kind of kicking around ideas of what that's going to look like. Um, but kind of we want that same feel to it. So again, you walk into that area, you're going to feel like you're in a different different part of the business you're not in the marketplace anymore you're in the ice cream shop i love that i love that so, and how did you connect with lopez island ice cream um that was a connection <clears throat> we had looked around at different kind of ice cream providers when we were opening up the looking to open up an ice cream shop here and um we uh in our research we found lopez island creamery and their small family-owned company um and so we were like all right well and then when we reached out to them they're like well, you know what? We've gotten a little ice cream shop out here on in Anacortes. Like, if you want, you can come work there a few days and just look, see how we do things and how we run things. Wow, that's so cool. So I actually got to go out and just, like, I worked with a bunch of, like, high schoolers who were like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm just here to scoop ice cream with you. And they're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and then they're also willing to, like, work with you on stuff. So, like, they'll make specialized ice creams for us. And if we want to experiment with new ice cream flavors, they're like, yeah, we'll try it out. Um, so, and, and I've got to interview Alex. He's the owner uh, on the podcast, so you can check that out. But he's, he's a great guy. And, um, yeah, they've just continued to grow and expand. And, and at this point, they're actually pretty specialized in what they do because they're actually – they keep moving further up the chain of production. So, hmm. like, now they actually bring in their own milk um, – that they do the whole process. They do the oh, wow. the pasteurizing, the everything, and then all the way down to the cream. So they have full control on the the, the fat content mm. um, because that can really change your feel of ice cream yeah. uh, in the mouth. And so if they're making certain types of ice cream, they might want to reduce that. And other ice creams, they want to pump that up a little bit to increase the smoothiness right. or whatever. So, um, yeah. So it's just they just continue to expand in that. And so they're really... Uh, they're really, really good ice cream. So that's so fun. I love Lopez Island ice cream. I discovered it here, and then the, their coffee ice cream is the best, you know. And we are a coffee place, but it's really, really good. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And Rich likes the is it blueberry they have? Yeah, their blueberry is really good. Oh, yum. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What's your? Do you have another goal? Yeah, I we want to do some more home decor artisans. We have potters. One one of the guidelines that's not a goal, but um, and that's another thing we can talk about too is what guidelines do you want to set in place to reach your goals? Because you can reach your goals yes. by several. I mean, you could say we want to have stained glass, and suddenly you have twenty stained glass artists, and they no, none of them feel special because they're just one of many. And so you want to curate your guidelines. Um, and so one one of our guidelines up in the loft is to have only two artists who do similar things okay. and, and keep, keep even that, say you have two glass <laughs> artists, make sure their styles are different from one another yeah. so that they're not head to head, but they're also enhancing each other. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see some more, um, linens and home decor and, uh, hang, you know, hand knit blankets and, um, also some food pottery, um, that kind of thing. 
um, we have a girl who does journals and it would be fun to have something similar to hers, but a more on the masculine side. Hers are sweet and fun and nostalgic and, um, but it'd be fun to have some leather bound journals up there. Yeah. Um, things like that. So I, I just want to kind of build out the artisan side. I think our artist side of the paintings on the walls is going, it's, it's gaining momentum and people are asking how to get up there and, um, how to become part of it. And, um, that's been great. But yeah. the artisan side, I'd like to build up a little bit more. So our 3D product, you know, you and Emily have been great about, you've found several people for us. Emily in particular is great. Emily, yeah. She, yeah, she she's does. amazing. Yeah. And um, Brittany goes to shows and has, Brittany actually found Elizabeth Person, who is, she does bookmarks and cards and collateral, and um, but she's still 2D. So yeah. just somewhat more on the 3D side. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brittany's got a good eye for things like that. So that's been super fun. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Very cool. What's your second one? Um, so another one we have is really for the, the more for the commons than it is for the marketplace. Um, <clears throat> and we're actually a little bit working on this project together, uh, which I need to get you stuff over, because speaking of timelines, I need to get it started uh, if it's going to happen this year. Um, but we talked about doing... Um, doing running a contest for local um artists that are not like at the professional level mm -hmm. but just kind of getting started in it but have have experience and have done some art um and we want to do a beach competition where they will draw their version or rendering of some of the public beaches that are here on camino because cool. one of the things we get a lot of in the marketplace is people coming in and they want to go to the beach but they only know a hand you know maybe the state parks is maybe the only beaches they know about right. because Camino's not, it's not super obvious what are public beaches and what are private beaches. Right. And so we figure if we put four of our public beaches um, on the entrance signs into the complex, they'll be art, so they'll, they won't be an eyesore of any sort. Right. Um, they'll get the name out of maybe new up-and-coming artists, uh, and then in the bottom corner will be a little either QR code or a map of like how, this is how you get here from there. Um that way people are like, oh, I didn't realize that Iverson's a public beach and I can go down there. I thought that right. was all houses. Or, um, and if you didn't live on the island, you wouldn't know that. So um, we just want to show some of the other public beaches that are available so people can go check them out. Yeah, a lot of people come here like on their bikes or, or their motorcycles and <clears throat> they just want to hike, you know, mm -hmm. and it, that's super fun. Um, I use a lot of the Chamber of Commerce maps or in the Windermere. Is it the Windermere maps? Or are they the ones who put the... There's a really good I map on so. the counter. Um, mm -hmm. But it's fun to show them where the good beaches are. And, yeah. and they feel treasured because you're telling them the inside scoop. And yeah. speaking of... I mean, because we're a culture on the island. If it's pretty, we're outside. Yes. You know, like Sunday, we had the first pretty day. And it was hard to get a place at Iverson to Park. But oh, it was yeah. worth it was worth going, even with the, you know... And everybody was in such a good mood. And <laughs> it's so fun to share that with people who are just traveling through. And I met a, a couple yesterday from La Conner, Um And they had just moved to La Conner a year ago. And they said, now we're spreading out and just exploring the area and kind of stuff. So it was just really fun. It was like, welcome. And yeah. so they just said, one of the things everybody says about the island is people are so friendly here. Mm -hmm. And I think the commons is a great place to experience that because, yeah. you know, it's just people meeting people and talking to people in the tables next to them and 
you know, if you want to get a lot of work done in a, a huge hunk of time of privacy, the commons is probably not the place to come. <laughs> but we do have good Wi-Fi. So. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's another, um, it's a fairly big project. <laughs> Once we run the actual contest, then we have to get the printed mm -hmm. and, and installed and all that. So that's why I'm like, I need to get it done now so that by the time we hit good weather, I can start getting it installed. So, yeah. so we'll see. There, I have that. Um, I, I tentatively have that done before may 1st he's writing it down folks it down, even so right happen. now <laughs> did you you heard that <laughs> so if i reverse engineer that i should have had the contest published yesterday so we're behind <laughs> so now now we'll challenge you to on your podcast say which goals you met for the month there we go. <laughs> oh that's so good awesome do you have another one yeah, one of the goals we had last year, we just couldn't make it happen because I wasn't sure what time of year to do it, is to have a student show. Speaking of, you know, a fresh new artist, is to have a student, I don't know if it should be just a student show or a um, rising artist show. I think mm -hmm. that might be the better because there are a lot of people who have never been in a show before. Yeah. And one of the things we love to do in the loft is we'll hang a, you know, a newbie artist up next to an award-winning, nationally acclaimed artist. And all of us love it. I mean, everybody loves that. That's one of their favorite things. So I was like, that is the coolest thing. Because yeah. it's, um, it's an encouraging feeling. And the 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 regular artists who are well-known, like the John, Ed, John Ebner and Jed Dorsey, they're just like, yeah, good job, go. I mean, they're so supportive of rising artists. Yeah. So thinking September would probably be a good time to do that. And what that would look like, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, who's to say we couldn't have a reception? But a lot of that kind of stuff depends on COVID. And mm -hmm. that's one reason we haven't done classes mm. is just they kept having to cancel them. And so yeah. that wasn't very fun. And, but classes are kind of down the road goal, just depending. We just have to let things settle out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. Um, another big goal I have coming up for this year, um, and it has to do with this right here, the podcast, as we're talking about. Very meta. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of the things I really want to do with the podcast, I think I said this last year, I was like, I really want to grow the podcast, but that's as far as I got. So I wasn't, I wasn't in any of the things. Um, but this year, I really want to uh, 10x the listenership of this, which um, this is also showing behind the curtain here. Um, on average, I'm between like 50 to 70 listens like per episode, like mm -hmm. in the first 30 days. Mm -hmm. there's, there's episodes that get higher later on, but... Um, so it's not that big of a goal. Even 10Xing would be in the 500 listener range, which is, you know, again, just on Camino alone, there's 10,000 people. So it's not a massive number. Um, I think it's very achievable. Um, it just means I need to get the word out a lot better and be more active on socials. and, and So the, the marketing side. Yeah, marketing and getting yeah. the word out. And um, so I'm trying to work on, on those things. They're really trying to up that because I really, I really enjoy doing this. And... Um, you know, I love I love hearing more stories and sharing those stories with other people because there's some really cool, um, even small mom and pop businesses. There's a new one that just opened up that I'm looking forward to interviewing the the new owner of that store. Um, so yeah, I'm just really excited for that. So I really want to uh, push that and um, just get the word out on on the podcast. So I love that, and I'm learning. You know, the marketing <laughs> side. I think that's my fourth big rock is um, to just hone the marketing side of finding out what works. Instagram tends to work far better than Facebook for us right now. So, um, 
but also having QR codes up and having the bios of the artists up um, on the website so that they can, if people are looking at the theme wall, they can um, just look up the artists on the website and just have them up there, you know, just in alphabetical order. Um, so I'm not changing it all the time. Mm -hmm. If they're a loft artist, they'll stay up there for the year. And, um, and that's also a gift we can give. I think, how do you feel about, you know, with the podcast or I know, I know that one of the most effective and valuable marketing skills is to inform your audience what their, the benefit to them, mm -hmm. um, you know, how we can serve. I, I love to serve people. I love to spoil people and make them happy. It just makes me happy. <laughs> so, but I don't always communicate what's available. Yeah. So, um, you know, like just where are the restrooms or where are the hiking places or where are the, so what, what are some of those things with the podcast that you think you could, I'm putting him on the spot right here. He did not know I was going to ask this question. <laughs> so we're going to just throw this. Um, what are some ways that the podcast could serve your listenership? Um, uh, well, there's, so there's some things I would say one of the things that I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to learn more on what is the best way to inform people mm. what is in the podcast and what you're going to get out of it by the end. Cool. Um, I've listened to different podcasts. Some of them put that right at the beginning. Like, this is my goal for the podcast. You're going to learn this, this, and this. Cool. And the podcast is a little different than that in the fact that it's more story-driven and right. more who this person is and what they've done and how they got to where they are. Um, but in almost every podcast, and probably everyone, I just have to dig into them all, um, there's a common theme that kind of gets pulled through right. that you eventually get to and you're like, oh, I see. This is what kind of led them to this. So that's part of my process for planning this new year is going back and renaming some of the old podcasts so that they're more informative of like, they're not just XYZ owner that owns XYZ business because you've probably never heard of the owner or the business. Right. But if you know that you're going to learn about uh, a guy that started in the, uh, you know, engineering field and ended in a family business you're going to learn that journey of how you went from being a you know a, a worker in a business right. in a professional field right to owning your own business or whatever so that way people kind of know a little bit more what they're trying to get out of because i don't i you know i listen to quite a few podcasts and in those podcasts before i jump into almost any of them i'll scan their their most recent podcast and yeah. I'll be like no not really interested not re mm -hmm, oh mm -hmm. that is something I'm really interested in right now I'm yeah listen to so I want people to have that and it, it's the same idea too that I don't expect every podcast to be for every listen for every listener right right um, there's going to be a subsect of listeners that really enjoy certain aspects of the of the podcast versus others so. I, you know, I want people to make that choice. I know time's limited and the yeah. fact that people listen to the podcast is exciting to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I want more people to listen to it, but I also want them to listen to the ones they want to and to know what they're getting into rather than listening to a half hour and be like, this is really boring. I didn't want to, hopefully none of my podcasts are that, but if they are, and because they're not aligning with your interests, I don't want them to get that far in and realize this isn't really what I wanted. Well, and I love that thought because by the same token, I mean, 
one of the best things to do to improve your skills is to do something so out of your wheelhouse. And and listening to your podcast is one of those things that I do. Like, who is the guy who has the submarines and the... Kyle. No, Kyle. Yeah. Nothing could be farther from what I would do than what he does. <laughs> I mean, I love underwater. I would happily go in a submarine. But to hike Kilimanjaro twice, <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, I no. <laughs> But it made me want to go outside, yeah. you know, and just do some day hikes and, and I, you know, I love good views and that kind of thing. So it inspired me off my chair, you know, <laughs> and, and I thought, okay, if he is that brave, then I, I can paint on a bigger canvas than I'm used to. I can, I can go up a size and paint something that's, you know, 48 inches instead of 36, you mm-hmm. know, let's do this, you know, yeah. and I'm, it, it's like, why am I such chicken? I mean, this guy's out there, you know, about to fall off a mountain. Probably not. Because, but you know, if I went, I would be rolling down the side. But, you know, I can set my own adventure, you know, even though it's small. And he would probably laugh at it. But, you know, I loved I think that was one of my favorite podcasts of the whole season. Yeah. But it's totally out of my wheelhouse. Totally, mm-hmm. you know, something completely foreign to me. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, no. And I, yeah, I, I do think that I think I want to, you know, I learned so much again, I learned so much talking on the podcast and, and speaking with these people because, um, everyone has a story to tell and everyone's had experiences that I've never had, right. whether those are good or bad. Um, and you always, if you're willing to listen and really, and, and hear the people, then you're always going to learn something. It's, it's kind of like the people that say, I've never read a bad book. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's books that you've read that you're like, okay, that was very tedious and I did, wouldn't do that again. Right. But you probably learned something out of it right. because something in that book was something that was outside of your perspective, something. So it's kind of the same thing with the podcast. Even there's podcasts that maybe wasn't your favorite. Hopefully you still learn something out of it. Yeah. And that, I, who knew how many fascinating people are on this small island? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is crazy. I mean, you've got film producers here. You've got... I mean, up in the loft, I've met a guy who does the, um, he lives here on the island. He does all the fiberglass work for the Disney. He does, they do it here. I think it's Michael Teo, but he lives here. Okay. And um, I'll get you his name, as a matter of fact. Um, And then there's another guy who came up uh, with Jim and Bev, and and he is neighbors of theirs part of the year, and he lives in California and does all the puppetry for uh, the big parades for Disney. And it's like, it's crazy how fun the people around here are, you know, and then you've, you've got people who, you know, fiberglass artists, you've got um, people who have done, who retired from, like I met a neurosurgeon who's like world renowned and he was just here on holiday. You know, it's like, Oh my word, you know? so, (laughs) So yeah, I mean, you just, it's, it's an, it's a fascinating place. Yeah. So yeah. it's fun to let people, and also it's a great opportunity to let people know what's going on at the commons, what good deals are going on, what coffee specials or that kind of stuff. There's just like the day-to-day so they have a place to look. You know, I'm not good at that. I, I, I know, because I think I shy away from it in the loft because it's what I used to do for advertising and it was a pressure thing. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, just get over it, you know. <laughs> Do it for them because it's not about you and your pressure. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, do it in a way that is relaxed and doable in a big rock way instead of a, you know, sand in your eyes kind of thing. Yeah. So, but to um, let people know who is up in the loft and who's, you know, like 
I look for the coffee, the toffee comes out, you know, and it's on Instagram. And um, half the time people are asking me, when is the, people ask me, <laughs> when is the commons closed today? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I leave at three, you know. <laughs> but that kind of, just to be um, service-minded. And, and you've said that a lot. I asked you the other day, um, what's your favorite part of your job? We were just chatting. You said the people. And, and we were talking about how to keep the joy parts of our job on our plate, you know, mm-hmm. the big rock, how, how to keep that and, and still get the rest done. But it could be somebody else's happy spot. And if I feel like I have to do it all, then I'm, you know, robbing them of something that's easy for them yeah. and that they love to do. Right. You know, and I just do it because I have to. Yeah. You know, so how do you do that as a boss? I mean, when you set a goal, how do you communicate your goal to your staff and get the whole staff moving so that they are informed and they're all, did they talk about that at the seminar and how to? Yeah. Um, So this all, this all kind of comes from, there's, I think that's such a big question because, um, we always think of like, okay, I've got this idea, I've got this plan, let's execute it. Yeah. And um, they always, especially with Entree Leadership, a big part of what they talk about is building culture in your company. Mm. Uh, you want to build a culture of people that are are aggressive and, uh, and want to attack goals and accomplish things and work hard and serve others and do these things. But that's a long term, you've got to build that culture as you're moving forward. Yeah. You can't just walk into any business and decide, okay, ready? We're going to do this, this, and this. And everyone else will just stop, look at you, and then keep going back to doing whatever they're doing. Um, so, <laughs> you know, obviously this year is going to be, um, it's going to have some unique challenges that we haven't had in previous years because um, Jen, who's been our barista manager since the marketplace opened, so uh, almost 10 years now. We love you, Jen. Um, we miss yeah. you. <laughs> She's so great. Um, she's she's moving on to a new career now. And so, um, you know, the gal who's taken her place, her name's Courtney, and she's I think she's going to do really well. She's great. She's she got some fantastic. great strengths with mm-hmm. working with people. But I've, I've sat down with her and talked with her and said, look, we're going to have a learning curve here. Yeah. I've been working with Jen for the last five years, so I know her tics. I know what when she's overwhelmed. I know how she communicates. We don't know any of that about each other. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, you know, and then, of course, a week into her officially, like, trying to take over, she gets COVID, and so she's out for 10 days. And so now it's like, okay, well, now we don't have as much of a bridge as we thought, and now yeah, we're trying to yeah. figure this out on the fly. So um, we're constantly having to adjust. But to answer your original question, I don't... Going back to what they talk about in goals, they have to be yours. Mm. So this year we again we're trying to be more intentional with how we do this um Brittany and i actually are meeting one-on-one with all of the managers of their departments and we have our ideas of what we want the goals to be but we don't come into that meeting and sit down and say okay so this is what you're going to do this year in your department you're going to you're going to increase sales by this you're going to do this um we sit down to the table with them and we say hey what are your thoughts for the new year love that and um and that has been really great um hearing about what they what they want to see happen in their department, where they feel like we were, um, where we were maybe lacking in some stuff mm-hmm. and things that are maybe broken. Um, the uh, <clears throat> Again, this is going back to the Entree Leadership Group. 
they've got the four questions they ask. They say um, at the review of any year, quarter, or an event, they always ask what was working, mm-hmm. what was broken, what was missing, and what was confused. Um, oh, that's a different... I do the same thing, but different. that puts a different spin on that. And I think those are... I mean, they're just great questions because <clears throat> for me, it's goal setting or whatever, a lot of it ends up being coming down to... If you just, it's like a blank canvas. You sit down. If you have no idea what you want to do and you just say, well, I just want to paint a great painting, you'll stare at that thing forever because you don't have a starting place. Yeah, you have no vision. Right. Yeah. But if you have a question, which is kind of that prompt of like, well, I'm just answering the question. That's easy. Those questions can really help break down like, well, what did I love about that thing that we did? Oh, well, that's easy. I really enjoyed this, this, and this, and this. Okay, during the event, what was confusing? Mm-hmm. What were people asking, like, what's going on here? Why is this over here? You can then write those down because you, you've got a question to attach it to. Yeah, and even flow, you know, we've the loft has been a, a constant. That was one of the, I, I was a special events coordinator, and um, the questions that you just had reminded me so much of my old boss when I was back when I was single. I was marketing manager mm-hmm. for a $30 million firm, and it was, I did a lot of the special events. Um, that we had, and it was it was a constant figuring out how to give people a beautiful experience and not have them um, interrupt the experience for everybody else. Yeah. And it it's that we went to Rich and I went to the Van Gogh exhibit. Phenomenal traffic flow. I mean, I was geeking out. I was like, whoever designed the flow of this exhibit was brilliant. <laughs> you know, it was like because you've had plenty of space. And where they confined the space is, is, was a place they didn't want you to stay too long. So they didn't have anything super interesting. They just moved you through it to the next open space so they could get you moving. Yeah. And uh, um, we've been working on that in the loft. And, and I think we're in a real um, wonderful place where we can um, have people just feel like they can make it their own for the time that they're there but not interrupt the people who are shopping for art or, um, and that's been a challenge, you know, because yeah. you're combining um, food with art, which is not a normal combination. Right. That's, a, that's an <laughs> odd combination. You know, somebody asked me that today. It was like, have you ever, I said, only once has somebody even made me nervous. And I was like, uh, 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 you know, that your baby probably shouldn't be counting the paintings with ketchup on their fingers. Probably, <sighs> probably might not want to do that, you know, <sighs> but, um, but by and large, you know, people are super courteous, but there are times when you just, you don't want to manipulate them, but you do want to guide, you yes. know, and, and which is another question I have for, for us. I don't know that I was thinking about how I'm a systems person. I love, cause I'm a muscle memory and I like to get things and, and never change it. You know, my, <laughs> yes. my cup is always right there. And when I wake up in the morning, it's there and I have a glass of water and I don't have to think about it, you yep. know? Um, but that can get stale really fast. Yes. So how do you, in a place like the commons, how do you get your systems down but keep the atmosphere fresh? Have you guys talked about that as management? Or We have. Um, this is something that retail I struggle with. This is why people like Christy, um, Emily's better at it than I am. Brittany's better than I am. Most people are better than I am. But, um, <laughs> but you've got and, that engineer and thing. And we, have a, we have a new gal who um, is very gifted in this as well. And... It's that same mentality. I come from an engineering background, which, um, you know, in engineering, it's it, a lot of the 
things that you do are, are based on the lean manufacturing principle. So you get it, you get it um, engineered to the point where it's the least amount of movement to make it as efficient as possible. Oh. And then when you get it there, you've done it. And yes. then you can move on to the next thing. Yeah. Retail's not that. It's more of an art <laughs> form. So like I will look at the, the floor and say, well, it flows fine. Mm-hmm. It, the shelves look nice. You can see the things you need to see when you walk in. And it's good. Like, good. When you just walk away from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But if you do that, your regulars start saying, oh, you guys never have new product or you never have this. I've seen that, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And my dad used to, like, one of the things that I forget the, it's one of the big retail stores. I don't know if it's Nordstrom or Macy's or, but they had a new person come and take over. This is years and years ago. My dad always talks about this story. And he said <clears throat> the one thing he did and I forget if it doubled sales or it was like, but over a national brand, so massive, massive increase. All he did was force all of the store managers to, on a weekly basis, rearrange the displays. Interesting. And it doubled sales. That alone, no new products, no new marketing, nothing. It was just that because when people came in, they thought it was a completely new store. So they shopped again. Wow. That is something I struggle with from a being able to do it. And I can't, I don't have the same vision as my dad of laying it out. And, um, thankfully I've got people like Christy and see, and that's other a people. smart owner. You hire the people <laughs> who do. Yeah. Um, but I've got some of those people on my team that are, are very skilled at it, are able to do mm. that. Um, and it makes a huge difference. It, it makes the customers feel like it's something new and fresh. Um, and just because of the way the store's laid out, there's darker parts of the store. There's right. less, less happy places to go within mm-hmm, the store. And so mm-hmm. if you move something out from one corner into the middle, suddenly everyone thinks that that's a new product you brought in and, and, and things like that. And yeah. So, yeah. Um, and again, you're just providing opportunity for people to, to get something that they really want. Um, I, this is a little bit off subject, but I was just talking to someone else, uh, one of my friends about this and we were discussing how we're like, we like marketing. Like we, people I, I talk to a lot of people and they're like, oh, marketing, like Facebook, all it is is marketing and, and on Google and all these different things. I'm like, actually, like, I like the fact that I may be looking at Instagram, mm-hmm. but suddenly an ad pops up for like, maybe like right now I'm looking at all these messenger bags because I'm trying to get a new one, but I don't know what I want to do yet. Yeah. Yeah. There but you go. Like I'll, I'll be on Instagram and then an, an ad will pop up for a messenger bag. I'm like, oh, I haven't heard of that one yet. So then I go and look at it and decide if that's one that I would so listeners, that. if you have a great listener bag, comment below, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> give him some good ideas because that's word of mouth is the best, right? You know? uh, so, yeah. That's um, fun. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have other goals that you have? Um, I, I think the, the marketing setting goals is one of my goals. <laughs> <laughs> We've accomplished that. You can, you can yeah, you forced me list. to do that today. And now I got to go back and, and reverse engineer and uh, <laughs> not being an engineer. But yeah, I, I'm so grateful for today because I do realize that I set goals far better in a team context. So do I. But then I like to go on my own and make it happen. Yeah. So, you know, I, was, um, I took a personality test. It was like st- Starring individualist role in a team context. I was like, what is that? You know, it's like, I don't know. But, um, so yeah, I think, I think just to not be afraid of goals, not to feel like you're a failure. I think, I, I think my core fear is failing. Mm-hmm. Um, but to just, I think to set goals and ask myself, how can I infuse joy into the process of this goal? 
mm-hmm. of achieving this goal? How mm-hmm. can I, how can I do this in the most fun way possible? Yeah. And then your marketing is going to be fun. Your Instagram is going to be fun. I mean, I, I this past year, um, I edit. I learning to edit. I think as a marketing goal, I want to learn to edit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true for art. That's true for anything. How can I say more with less? Yeah. Um, cause like I was updating my website and an example of this, I had artist invites and events. Well, if we have a theme wall for any artist can, uh, submit, it's free to submit. And then there's a fee to participate and then a commission if they sell. It's pretty simple. But every new show I had, uh, I did the reader board and I, but first I had to put that information on my website cause everything pointed to my website. Well, I had three places on my website where I was putting the same information. I thought, why am I doing this? You know, and, and, it's, and I was kind of happy to see it. I was like, okay, I just schmoozed that into um, opportunity, you know, events and opportunities, yeah. you know, and it's just one thing and I change it one time. Yeah. Because I was showing somebody, I was like, oh, I haven't changed that. Oh, I haven't changed that. Oh, I haven't changed that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and you're eating crow right there in front of your, you know, potential client. It's like, whoops, well, you know. <laughs> but um, in the joy factor, I think if, if the process, if I can make the process, I love to learn new skills. I mean, love, love, love mm-hmm. classes, seminars, brainstorming. I, I just love it. And so to keep myself um, learning, like I go to a... Um, a conference every year in North Carolina and it's open again this year and we get to go nice. again. So I'm super excited um, because you go there and you're with people who are behind you and ahead of you or beside you and just doing it differently. And you go, I don't want to do it that way, but I love that you do, yeah. you know, or, or, Ooh, I'm stealing that, you know, in the best way. Yeah. Um, it's like, that is so easy. Why didn't I think of that? I mean, who, like, who invented the paperclip? For Pete's sake. Yeah. It was brilliant. It's so simple. But if I can look for paperclip invention, you know, through the, um, through the process of setting goals, I think, um, and I think, I think just realizing, I'm, I, I, this was just yesterday. I was like, dang, I, I'm really doing this. I, we're, you know, it was a dream for a long time to work in a setting like the commons, just where there's bakeries and food and people and art and home decor. I mean, it was a dream I had since junior high. And honestly, it was funny because I, I never, it never hit me like it did, like maybe it was earlier in the week, but it was like, this is what I dreamed. This is, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And to, and to keep dreaming, you know, to realize you're there, but to, how can I, how can every day be new? How can this yeah. be fresh? How can I engage people? How can I get to know more people and just love on them? And yeah, I don't know. That's uh, so I think, um, to sit down and not look at a goal as a heavy weight of <clears throat> have to, of something that's bigger than me, yeah. but to say, this could be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, how can I make this fun? I, I need to do it so I can, I can either, you know, carry too many suitcases or, <laughs> you know, and slug my way or say, Hey, can I rent your wagon? And, you know, <laughs> throw the, you know, and take yeah. a horse ride through the countryside or something. I don't know. It's yeah. a bad analogy, but you know, yeah. So, and that kind of thinking is new to me. So that, that's something I want to learn. Yeah. You know, is that people skill 
you know, and, and you look at people who can look at a spreadsheet or budget analysis or that kind of thing. And it just, I'm completely overwhelmed. <laughs> I get the theories, but when it comes down to the actual numbers, I'm like, I have no idea, you know, <laughs> but to say, I don't have to know. I need to talk to somebody who does know. Yeah. And I can learn from them because people love to help you, yeah. you know, but I always think, oh, I don't want to bother them. But when people come to me for advice, I feel complimented and I'm happy to help. I mean, yeah. it's fun. So yeah. I think a goal for me would be to um, look at the skills I want to learn and figure out who to ask for advice and have fun. Yeah. So how about you? Do you have a last one there? Or? Yeah, I think, um, I've, you know, I've hit on some business ones. I've hit on some more complex or like uh, complex by, I always refer to the com command of commons as the complex. So that's what I said that. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then like personal, um, kind of what you were talking about before, um, I was listening to a podcast earlier, um, and he was saying like, you know, we spend so much time in our businesses. We, in January, you know, we were like, all right, this is goal setting time. So we set financial goals. We set what we want the personnel to do. We want, we know what direction we want the business to go and all these things. And yet the most important piece of our lives is our family and what they're mm. doing and who they are and our relationships. Yeah. And yet we don't do goal setting and sit down for those. Maybe some people do. It sounds like you have, but... Um, no, I don't think Rich and I... I mean, we dream a lot, but I don't know we goal set. Yeah. You know, so... And, um, and so that was something I was like, huh, that's really important. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, we're trying to be intentional this year again. Mm -hmm. And um, so Brittany and I have gone on little uh, couple dates now where we've sat down and gone over some stuff and... One of those was just kids. It was just, what are the kids going to do for school this year? Mm. What are our goals for their, their schooling? And we actually, we brought the kids into it in one, di one dinner setting. We were like, okay, name something you would like to do this year. What would be something? And one of my daughters was like, I want to do a full family um, trail riding on horses. And I was like, that's achievable. What a great idea. We could do that. Um, so, you know, we have that down. And then uh, I forget what, you know, we had some, I forget all the goals and somewhere small and some were astronomical. Um, so, you know, we had to taper those a little bit, but, um, you know, it's fun for the kids cause they get to decide, like they get this throw into the conversation mm -hmm. again, they, it gets to be theirs cause they got to put into it. Um, and then we all, it also takes a lot of pressure off of like, okay, well the kids don't have to be by to here by the end of the year. Right. We are really going at the pace of the kids. And so, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's some, there's some, uh, them trying to catch up on certain areas. We're like, if they, if they figure it out and they break through that wall, then yes, we can do this. But if they don't, then we're still here. And so it puts that, pre it takes that pressure off that we're like, no, I have to get to this point. Yeah. Um, and, um, so that's something, you know, I'm, I'm also from a personal level, just in habit building. Um, I do want to get back way back when I was a kid, I would journal, uh, and reading the journals, it's hilarious reading them, but it's fun. Cause it's like, Oh, back in, you know, 2007, I could know what I was thinking at the end of the day on like a Friday and, you know, middle of summer or something. Um, so I want to get back into journaling, whether that's a digital or, or physical, I'm not sure yet. Um, and then stretching and, and doing like a morning, um, and like, like a morning, like meditation, but like mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. more just like a, I, again, I did this years ago and what I found was like, I'm not getting into like, kind of, I always say like the woo woo side of it or whatever, <laughs> but it's like just calming yourself. It's taking mm -hmm, five mm -hmm. to 10 minutes to mm -hmm. just breathe, let your mind wander or be blank, whatever. Again, you don't have to control it. It just 
You're yeah. learning to sit still. <laughs> yeah, I and do that every morning. I do. I just journal three pages. I, I don't know if you. There's a book called The Artist Way that's yes. kind of, and that's the the first assignment. I haven't finished the book. You know, probably that could be a goal. I guess is to finish the book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, the three pages a day, I just sit down, and now I have an iPad, which you can handwrite in with good notes, which I will happily shout out to good notes. Um, because I can, I love to handwrite, and yeah. I, I just write three pages, write it, write it, write it. Well, if if it, the tab at the top, if if something crosses my mind, I need to do that. I just tap on the daily, scribble it, tap back on the journal, keep writing, or just keep writing. If I'm really in the middle of a thought, you can circle it, cut that, copy that section, and throw it over into your to do stuff. Okay. Because I try not to be in the to-do stuff. I try to get into what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling about things, you know, yeah. questions I have. And um, and I, it is the most random three pages you've ever seen. I mean, it's just... But when I'm done, everything that I woke up kind of agitated by is calm. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, it's out there. I have it in a place where I can look at it. It's like, I think it's great, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, so that's definitely, um, and then, you know, I would like to sit down and my wife and I were also a little bit planning, like, um, you know, running a business and having four kids and homeschooling, uh, and all of these different things, they just make your, there's just so much going on. And so my wife and I have to be intentional about yeah. taking some time and be like, Hey, let's take this weekend and go, let's take this week. And we plan those now in January, because if we wait till when we should take them, too late, too late, it's filled <laughs> it's up. Gone. So we're, we're trying to be intentional on in that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's definitely, I feel I'm really excited again about 2022, mm. um, for the marketplace. I'm really hoping it's kind of a rebuilding year. I'm always trying to, um, you know, figure out what, I guess what I want for the year, but I want like in the marketplace, I want there to be some time where we can actually build up some, again, just build up a good emergency fund and all this because we want to be sure we can take care of our team members if something major happens and we don't don't see it coming but we've got the money already so hey we can help you out right or if there's uh, um you know we've we just had our sheeter die so if something <laughs> yeah, other i was there that day out, oh my goodness if more things go out like we want to have emergency funds so we can continue mm -hmm. um you know serving our customers and, and providing a living wage you know providing for our team and all of those different things so being wise and having emergency funds and and being wise with our finances is a stewardship aspect, yeah. not just for ourselves and for the business, but for our team that we're working with and and um, and everything. So, um, yeah, I would like I would like twenty twenty two to. There's a lot of things I want to hit, but I think in general there's a lot of things that we're going to want to just let kind of a rebuild and accumulate and, and rebuild this core. Yeah. Um, especially as we're introducing a new manager into the team. So yeah. how that all works. So. Yeah. Rich and I have this goal of, I mean, we're, we're not, you are in the busy days. You're in the, you know, all hands on deck and just keep running, you know, get, get that good marathon flip pace because it's not going <laughs> to stop. But then suddenly it's not, you're done. And it's like, yeah. oh my word, they're grown. I have adults that I love <laughs> talking to, but I don't have to make decisions for them. Yeah. And um and they love our advice, which is humbling and wonderful. But they don't need us to tell them what to do, you know. And um, so Rich and I are like, 
okay, and we're so thrilled to be together. I mean, that we thought, what can we do? What what are the things that build our relationship the most? And we, for us, it's doing things neither of us have ever done. And so we're we're trying to do new experiences that you know. Um, I mentioned the Van Gogh exhibit and the. Um, we were talking about things. We, well, we had planned it. A lot of the things got canceled because of COVID. But the, even if it's taking a new trail, you know, it could be something simple. Or yeah. we did virtual tours. We toured Florence, Italy, you know, on YouTube one day during lunch, you know, on a Saturday. It was just things that give us more to talk about than the same, same, same yeah. of the stuff we're in a rut of talking about. And um, so, you know, we're talking about let's learn how to make pasta. Let's let's go let's travel a little bit on the day places that we can drive to or take a road we've never been before. Let's take a different route just to constantly add fresh into the date your mate, you know, that we love that phrase date your mate. And yeah. um, in fact, we were in um, Harrison hot springs for a, one of our anniversaries and this young couple were dancing on the dance floor in the, in the coffee room with us. And they said, Hey, you know, you guys look like you're still in love and you know, we must've looked ancient to them. So, um, <laughs> I said, what do you, what do you have to tell us? And we're literally dancing beside them, just talking. And, and we both said, date your mate, keep it fresh, you know, cause it, right now you got babies and stuff. And that's what makes those babies look cuter when you get back is to leave them for an evening, you know, together and say, Hey, you're the face I love to look at, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think, yay. I mean, I think you and Brittany are doing a great job and I love that. And, um, but you do have to be intentional. It's yeah. Even, even when it's easier, you still have to be intentional because otherwise you come home and sit home and watch Hallmark and eat your pizza, you know? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, all the listeners, um, out there, um, all 50 of you, um, <laughs> we love every one of you. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, I also wanted to say like any of you guys that you have, uh, goals or if you have different tips or tricks that you guys use, um, <clears throat> you can always reach out on Instagram. It's at the Camino voice. I think it's the Camino voice. Um, but it's at the Camino voice on Instagram. Um, or there's also, you can email voice at CaminoCommons.com. Um, so I'd love to hear from you guys and hear what your guys' goals are for 2022. Um, and, um, yeah. Also, if you have any suggestions for the show, I'm, I'm always open to, to hearing from you guys. Um, awesome. Do you have anything else to close out the show? No, it's been a blast. I appreciate so much. You're forcing me to do what I had on my list to do anyway. So it was, it was a great, it was a fun way to do it. So you helped me reach one of my goals. Woo-hoo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> All right. Well, Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, there you have it, Islanders. Uh, Now it is your job to hold me and Lydia accountable to all the things that we talked about in this podcast. Uh, As which, uh, of which, as which? I don't know. I don't know. English is my second language. Um, (laughs) That is, um, you guys have to hold us accountable. Whatever that word is, that's the word. You guys have to hold us accountable to this stuff. Man. Okay. I'm doing great. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. Next week, we're going to be jumping right back into our normal format of interviews. Um, So I've got a fun one coming up of a new business. So be sure to come back next week. And for more information on this episode, you can go to commandocommons.com slash podcast. That's commandocommons.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.